Father, we bless you. We honor you. We give you all the praise and adoration. Thank you for your life that flows. Your life that flows in us, through us, all around us. Thank you for the gift of eternal life. We are grateful. Thank you for you infuse strength into your body. And you do that daily. You load us with benefits every day. Every day. Every day. And even this morning, we know that it will be a glorious time of refreshing. That's why I will bless you. In Jesus' name I prayed. Amen. You're welcome. Good morning. Have your seat. Hallelujah. Good morning, everybody. How are we doing this? This beautiful morning. Glory to God. So happy to see. So happy to see everyone this morning. Our God is good. He's always good. Always good. Always good. So good. So good. They say today is the resurrection morning, right? Today, he rose from the dead. Amen. Thank God for his mercies. We thank God for his death and his resurrection. Amen. He's a good God. And um, he, would, he will bless us today like he, like he always, like he, like he always um, bless us. Um, this morning, let's check Matthew chapter 11. Somebody's, somebody's on Facebook Live, I think. I can hear somebody playing. Matthew chapter 11. You can just um, share the broadcast as quick as possible on your Facebook. Um, just go ahead and share the broadcast so that we can have more people, you know, partaking. Um, I think it was last week, I, what, I, what I'm about to share today, but I think last week I strayed into it a bit. And today in the few minutes we have, we will just look at it, you know. And then we will just look at practical ways by which we can you know, uh, we can break into into the kingdom of God and live in the kingdom. The truth is, not everybody has learned to live in the kingdom. Amen. Not not everybody has learned to live in the kingdom, and we have to learn how to live in the kingdom. 
Praise God. Are we together now? We have to learn how to live in the kingdom. Not everybody knows. Not not every believer is living in the kingdom. And, And even if you're living in the kingdom, there are still more access that we can have. Are we together now? Um, because um, it is very, it is very challenging not to be in the kingdom. Amen. Praise God. You know, um, the book of Revelation talks about the kingdom, and one of the things it says that in that place there will be no, there will be no tears, there will be no pain, and all of that. When you are living perpetually in pain. Are we together now? When you're living perpetually in pain, um, you are not in the kingdom. Praise God. You shouldn't live perpetually in pain. Uh, The Bible says that righteousness, peace. Are you with me? And what? And joy in the Holy Ghost. That is what the kingdom of God. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that you can ultimately 100% stop the, stop the effect of the negativity. No, not the effect. Stop the existence of negativity and darkness that happens on the face of the, of the earth. You get the point. Um, um, Tochi, make make sure that those standing outside uh, don't do it gently. Praise God. Can I let them know that their sight is disturbing me? So they, they either have to go to that side and settle what they are settling. Are we together, friends? Huh? So, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Are we together here? That's the kingdom of God. Don't have, don't have a samurai complex, you know. Don't have a complex of, of a sufferer. Don't don't equate don't equate sorrow to the kingdom of God. Are we together now? When you want to think kingdom, what are the three parameters by which you should think kingdom? Righteousness, peace and what? And joy in the Holy Spirit. So so those are the things that you should look out for. Um, but firstly you have to look out for it first you have to look out for it inside inside yourself eh? praise God you can, t- you, can, you can take your time out at this moment to just check your phone if it is off or in silent do that now because it, it, won't, it won't be like it's a mistake after now so let's just take some seconds, do that now. Don't assume that your phone is off or is in silence. Just 
put that down. You have like 15 seconds to do that. All right. So if your if your phone goes up now, then then you are rebellious. Praise God. So righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit becomes the parameters by which you measure your participation in the kingdom. Amen. How do you measure your participation in the kingdom? I can hear you. Uh huh. Enjoying the Holy Ghost. So, so when you see somebody who is always sorrowful, he is not carrying the burden of the Lord. It's not the fruit of intercession. I said maybe he's an intercessor. That's why he's full of sorrow. That's not the fruit of. That's not the fruit of intercession. You can't be a better intercessor than our advocate Jesus Christ himself. Are we together here? And so you, you need to begin to have a vision and a plan for your life. And the content of that plan is that I need to increase and be overwhelmed. Amen. Somebody used a very dirty stone to support this speaker. Who's the person? I just want to know the person in your unit. It has to be your unit. Come and look at it. Praise God. So you have to learn to grow. Who is the exact person? Huh? You don't know the person. I want to know the exact person. I'm not, there's no, I just want to know. Okay. Is the person here, the person who helped It's worse sin if you are here and you are not signifying that. So if you are the one, just raise your hand. Somebody who did the setups yesterday? Huh? Okay, so find out who used this stone later. You can sit down. Praise God. The person needs this message a lot. No, no, don't worry. Don't stress. Sit down. Don't do what I've not asked you to do. Just sit down. You don't even know why I'm asking. So you need to have a vision, a vision. Um, when you when you find the person, Ty, when you find the person, let, let me see the person. So you need to have a vision to grow in righteousness, to grow in what again? In peace and joy. So that must be a major plan of your life. Are we together now? It must be the ultimate vision of your life. A major goal. That my sense of worthiness in the presence of God is it increasing? I was talking to this recently and I told her that a few times when I'm when I carry Maverick or I'm playing with Maverick, my son, and I ask myself, and when I see the, 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 the amount of love that comes from me to him, I ask myself, do I really, really practically think that God loves me as much as I love Maverick? Because if I'm sure God loves me as much as I love Maverick, 
my approach to life will be completely different. I, I love the guy so much that the guy is covered in my love. And I hear that God loves me more than that. And I still am sure and definite that I don't have that perception of God practically. I have it theologically. I can teach that God loves me more than how a father loves his son. You are an enemy of this service. Uh, Loretta, you are an enemy of this particular service. We thank God. Sit down. Don't, don't, create more, don't create more noise for us. Are we together, friends? You get the point, my friends. And so, I, I, I really do not capture it. Amen. I really do not capture it. I, I practically do not feel that way. I, I'm not aware. Amen. I'm not practically aware that the Lord loves me as much as as I love him. You get my point now? And because of that, I can, I can see the dark spots in my relationship with God. I can see why I have shame with God. The reason I have shame is because I am unaware of his love. Because shame, fear are, are fruit of lack of love or lack of understanding of love. Either there is lack of love or lack of the awareness of the presence of love. If, if, I, if I just felt and knew that God love, loves me the way I love, not even more than how I love, if God loves me the way I love Maverick, is enough. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling the truth. And he does. You see? But I haven't... That, it means that I haven't stepped into the kingdom. You get the point? At the level at which I should step into it. And any place where you haven't stepped into the kingdom you create the enemy the enemy can the enemy can can dominate and can rule are we together here the enemy can rule and and you will just be struggling you get the point when you are not in the kingdom you will need efforts but when you are in the kingdom, you will glide. Are we together here? Like if I just, if, 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 if it was registered in my heart and in my soul that the Lord loved me and loves me the way I love my son, I will completely do life differently. I will do life differently. I will be the boldest person existing. I'll be the most confident person. I wouldn't even take any risk because there will be nothing I do that I will count as a risk. Like, it wouldn't be a risk. No action would be a risk. 
I will be free to ask for anything. Do you know that your lack of understanding of the love of God even would affect what you ask ask for? I was in the I was in the bathroom today and God began to talk to me about renewing my mind and talking to me about pleasure. Training me to accommodate pleasure. And making me understand that it is it is dark it is the work of darkness that has made you feel guilty around pleasure. Now, you see, you might understand what I'm saying, and you might not understand what I'm saying. So I have, I have this, I have this box. I'm a, I'm a lover of sound. Sound. I like, I like sound. I like clear sound. Both sound as per beats, music, and even quality, quality sound. So. I can go buy a small speaker for 500000 It's not expensive to me if the sound is creeps. There's this speaker I went to collect from my elder brother. He's in, he's in the entertainment industry. Whenever I'm, when I, the, the week I had that speaker, anywhere I'm going to, I carry that speaker around. It's a very crazy speaker. And sometimes when I want to take some of our projects to somebody to listen, I go with that you know, speaker. And I'm, I, I can't believe I returned that speaker. I didn't have, I had absolutely no plan, you know, to return it. But the person I was dealing with also knew my, my, my plans. If you came for Aliyah's um, um, naming, that was the speaker we were using at the balcony and we're just jamming. I love speakers. And so some weeks back, I also went and got another speaker, you know, a little bit expensive speaker, you know, so that I can listen to music and preachers. I listen, I listen a lot. I listen to preachers a lot. And um, I listen as if my whole life depends on it. Sometimes the challenge of listening. Today I was listening to one of my favorite preachers for now. And... One of my challenges, God, I was asking God, how do I remember all these things? Because I want to, I want to practicalize. I'm like a robot. You install information in me and I execute. That's, that's how I am. I, growing, up in my, growing up, I never at, um, I pray I don't forget my train of thought. Growing up, I never... What was I going to talk about when I got to speak sound speakers? Huh? Pleasure. All right, remind me of pleasure. So growing up, whenever I buy suya, you know, growing up, whenever I not buy, whenever I'm privileged to join those who... <laughs> join those who buy suya to eat their suya. I loved... Two things I, I really, three things I really loved while growing up. But I didn't really have access to it because of poverty. Suya, cake, and plantain. I love those three things, but those three things are not things that, you see, 
you don't need them to be alive. So, so they were not consistent in my home. You know, we only had the opportunity to have what will keep you alive. You understand? <laughs> you know, it is when you are f- full that that you need to. Yeah, you know, you don't. Or when you are when you are celebrating, you, you need cake. And then plantain is, you add it to food. <laughs> so, and, and that's why these three things, I now, when, I'm, when I want to have them, I have a lot of them. Like, day before yesterday, on, on Wednesday, I just went out and I went to buy suya. And I bought 5,000 Naira Suya. Yeah. I bought 5,000 Naira Suya. So, I've been compensating myself for some years now. <laughs> I'm not the only one that does this, this right? I know you guys do it also. So, so, I, so now I take a whole lot of Suya. I take a lot of... So, I can, I can get cake for myself. Only me. I tell somebody to bake cake. For only me. Sometimes Bola helps me bake cake for only me, and I get the specification of what what I want inside the cake, you know, and they make it for only me. And also plantain. I eat a lot of. I eat a. I eat quite an amount of plant. Sometimes I just want to snack, and instead of buying biscuit, I tell them to go and fry plantain. Don't fry egg. Just fry plantain. Just fry like. And sometimes when I'm bored, I can just start frying plantain and. And and then um, there is no plantain to save me when I'm done. So as I'm frying it, um, yeah, you guys don't do these things. As I'm frying it, I'm I'm having it, and when I'm done, I off the gas and I go back. Um, So and maybe meat, meat and stuff. So now I take a lot of, a lot of meat. You don't understand. I take a lot of meat. So I go to the market. My I go to the market myself, and I go and buy full life ram. Myself. I go to where those malams are. Take somebody. I'll go. I buy full life ram, and they'll be telling me about the prices. I'll be there for like one hour pricing ram. And I'll call somebody to come and kill the ram and and they kill it and they stock it in the in the I still bought full life ram yesterday. Full life ram. You know, I ordered it from Ibado. You know, and they just helped me fry it and put it in bags. And it's there. And and not a lot of people know about it. Even though there were <laughs> there were a lot of people in my house over the weekend. We, they didn't know about this. Is my is my ram, and sometimes what I feel like eating is rabbit, and my other rabbit, and all of that. And sometimes I feel like having fish, and I consistently go. Sometimes 11 p.m., 12 a.m., I have my joints where I go to go and have fish or gizzard, you know. So that's the life I'm living. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, I'm talking about... Ple- this is not even my point on pleasure. I'm going somewhere else. So, 
So those times where I used to join people to have suya, I never take I never take onions. So I grew up like 15 years of my life eating suya. I never take onions. I, I sometimes I wonder what's the purpose. Is it just to make it look colorful? You know, sometimes I don't understand what's the purpose. Now I'm talking about, you know, I started this talk. I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about pleasure. And um, I, I want to talk about how I'm like a robot where you just store information in. And so recently, like five years ago, there about, I went on a, on a ministry trip with um, Prophet Ayo. And in the midnight, we went out to buy suya. And I saw him eating the suya with the onions, like he takes the onions, puts it on the suya and underneath, and then the suya is like in between, and then, ah. I'm like, so the ritual, this onions has purpose, are you? And he said, ah, what is she that, that? Oh, you call it mosas. Yeah. <laughs> what they call that thing? There's something, is it mosa? Yeah. You can't give mosa one bene. Ah, what bad way gone. So it is from that day to today, I love onions. So, so I'm I'm high I'm I'm heavily impressionable, you know. As as old and as bearded as bearded as I am, I can do things because somebody I admire is doing it. Or when I get an information from somebody I admire, I will take somebody I admire more to take out that information, you know, from me. So I'm not much of. Well, I have original ideas, original thoughts, but mostly I'm a makeup of impressions, both from Jesus and what I see in Scripture. So sometimes I go and read the Bible. I told you this severally, and I just want to read um, Jesus' story. And what I want to do is that I want to, I want to copy him. So I do that a lot. So I have this small m- music player that gives me clear sound. And so, many times I listen to um, messages from that, my box. You know, and sometimes the reason I like that box is that sometimes I'm in the bathroom and I can't have my bath with my phone because I play for my phone, but my phone is connected to the box. But I can't afford to stop listening even though i'm having my bath so i bring the the my box to the to the bathroom and i put it close to the uh, to my bath space and i don't lock my bath completely because i still want those thoughts to to enter into my head and um i just thought of it will be very necessary then that when I build my house, there has to be, speakers have to be installed so that, so that I can always hear what I want to hear. I can always hear. Now, po- poverty, not, not poverty as per lack of money, and not poverty as per state of mind. I don't know how to put it. When you're not, 
when you don't have, when you don't understand the value that God places on you, you see your needs as luxury. When you don't understand the value that God has placed on you, you see your need as luxury. When you don't understand the value that God has placed on you, you will see your need as luxury. Sometimes you even get to explain your blessing in a way that you don't deserve it. I said, no, this phone will totally design you. Because I use it for designs. It's not really, it's just, I just want to be able to design. Because you feel that if it's for pleasure, you are undeserving. You have to create a serious emergency reason for why you have what you have. And the reason for that is that you, you still yet do not appreciate the value that heaven places on you. And you don't yet appreciate who you are in Christ Jesus that if you love to always hear sound, that is a noble thing. And if to achieve that, you need the speakers in the roof, it has nothing to do with whether you have arrived or not. <laughs> you get the point now. Can I talk to you? So, can you see that without understanding that value that you carry, you can't even pray accurately? Because what you should pray about, you don't even think you are deserving of it. And don't you know that is because you have not really understood righteousness? It's also an arm of righteousness. Understanding, what does righteousness mean? Righteousness talks about your acceptance in the family of God. Basically. Amen. It's about your, your complete and perfect acceptance. Not even that Jesus is the one, you know, the one you usually say Jesus is standing. God does not look at you. He looks at Jesus and you are hiding behind Jesus. You know? And that's the best even your theological mind can accept. That God does not see me. All he sees is Jesus. Me, I'm hiding. <laughs> the day Jesus just bent down small like this. Right? And you need to appreciate that the mystery is not just that you are in Christ. Even though that, that's a mystery. Do you understand that? That you are in Christ is a mystery. But the fullness of that mystery is that Christ is in you. So Christ is a perfect temple for you to hide. But you also have been made perfect for Christ to abide in you. And many times, the only one you, you are able to accept is Christ, you being in Christ. But have you counted yourself worthy enough to accommodate Christ? Because it's not just Christ in you, it's also you in Christ. Or rather, it's not only you in Christ, 
is also what? Christ in you. And actually, it is that one that is the hope of glory. You get my point now? Now, can you see that practically speaking, there is a lot of gap in our theology and our belief. Because there is belief and there is belief. I'm not going to stress you on that. Because when you are still believing, it might still be in your thought process. But when, when that becomes your belief, it's now in your system. And that's why it's called a belief system. And sometimes, even though you are theologically, you can theologically analyze the kingdom, your system is not yet in the kingdom. That's why if a man is born again, he can see the kingdom. He's not talking about physical sight. He's talking about awareness. But except a man be born of, of water and of spirit, he cannot what? Enter. That's not talking about water baptism. He's talking about the washing of the word. You get that? A reawakening inside you. Listen, you can, you can, you can never separate righteousness from a sense of royalty. If royalty doesn't feel normal to you, you have not stepped into righteousness. Royalty. One of the fruits of righteousness is royalty. Is feeling comfortable around royalty because it is righteousness that has, it is his righteousness that has made us kings and priests unto our God. So there is a, there is a download of a royal, a sense of royalty. And that's why I was asking who put this stone there. That person needs righteousness. He needs, he needs a sense of royalty because you won't put that stone there if, if that thing is working. So I can, I can know your, your acts, how much of the kingdom you have entered by the amount of royalty you exemplify. The amount of royalty you express in your, mon, in your mundane life. In your, in your mundane life. Praise God. So, so I started by telling you that to, to access the kingdom or to judge our, to, to judge and to understand how well we have stepped into the kingdom, we have three basic parameters to do that. And those parameters include what? Righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy, in the Holy Ghost. Are we together, friends? Is it making sense to you? All right. So, you have to vehemently, if there's a word like that. Uh, there is definitely. <laughs> I will not say anything. You know, I, I just love the world of God. You know, I'm, I'm mesmerized. I'm mesmerized by, the, the, I'm mesmerized by the kingdom. 
I tell you the truth, I'm mesmerized and I choose to eternally be a student of the ways of God. The ways of God are, are, are amazing. And I want to be a student of God's ways. So I need to consistently check what's my righteous, my sense of righteousness. How valid do I, what, what's the stamp of validity that I have placed on myself? Praise God. A, a whole lot of us haven't placed enough stamp of validity on yourself. And that's why you want to achieve stuff so that after your success, you can be valid. But it's still a proof that, you see, because, because to be valid is not, is not, is not, it's not a reward of your works. To be, to be valid is your origin. If you do not solve the sense of validity from your starting point, you would keep laboring for what you shouldn't labor for. Are we together here? You're valid. Valid from day one. You are valid because of, of where you stem out from. Are you together with me? Valid from origin. Valid from source. I will, I will preach in here. Valid from source. You see, when, when you now begin to understand that you are valid from source, then you will now place a lot of premium on yourself and begin to choose which settings, people, or setup that are worthy of you because of how valid you know you are. You get the point now? You see, but when you don't know that you are valid, you will be needing people to call you valid. And whenever you are in need of another to call you valid, what, that, what happens to you is that you would have to trade. And you would trade with your core. So you, you have to be aware. You have to know that you're valid. You're valid. There are no, there are no rules on how to becoming a lion. What are the rules? Can you go to the jungle now and gather all the animals and you want to teach them on how, you know the lion is the king of the jungle? Now let me teach you five ways on how to become, you know it's not possible. You are either a lion or not. You are a lion from origin. You are a lion because you were born a lion. Even though you are in a cub state. Whether you will be an elderly lion or not is a matter of another conversation. But whether but that you are not a lion is not. Are we together here? So so your so your validity cannot be conferred on you by another. It is it is origin for you. 
Are you together with me? I wish I could hear somebody say, I'm valid. I'm valid. You're valid. You're valid. And that's why the introduction of God in the New Testament introduced himself as father to us. He's not father in the old covenant. He's father in the new covenant. And the reason he's father is so that you can be son. Because if he is not father, you can be what? You can be son. And so, in his revelation as father, then automatically he has shared his life with us. And that is the that is the source of your validity and the point of your validity. So that when you negotiate in life, you don't negotiate from what, you don't have to lose something. You neg- Are you hearing what I'm saying about? When you understand that you're valid, you don't negotiate from losing anything. You see, because validity is everything. If you are not, if you don't know you are valid, because you can't start if you are not valid. So somebody who doesn't know he's valid would would trade anything just to feel that he's valid. Yeah. So a girl who doesn't know she's valid can get engaged to a terrific abuser and lose all her esteem so that somebody can just say, I love you. Are you with me? So you see, when you don't count yourself valid, there is nothing too big that you can't lose. So you are going to lose all your values to get validity. You see? But when you are aware of your validity, when you negotiate, you don't, you don't even negotiate from a place of loss. You don't need to lose anything. You are negotiating because you just want to bless. You just want to give. So you are not giving to receive. You are giving because you have. And that's how to negotiate. I don't have to lose my, you know, and that's why for those who are making marital decisions, there is nobody worthy of of you. You know, some women, for example, can lose their visions and dreams in order to get married to somebody. There is nobody deserving of that. There is no girl, some, some boys who are called into the ministry who want to marry one particular girl who hates ministry. I'm telling I'm, you, I'm, you think I'm joking. I've seen, I've seen Christian brothers who are passionate about ministry. Are you with me? But guess what? There's one small yellow girl For some strange reason, they are so in love with the girl. And the girl lets them know, I hate this pastor, pastor thing. <laughs> and because they feel that, wow, I'm, see the kind of girl that loves me. They are, they, the guy doesn't feel valid. So, it will say she doesn't mean it that way, you know. So You are called to food. God has said you are an apostle and a prophet at the same time. <laughs> And the person you want to marry is telling you that I hate all these church, 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 church things. I hate, you know, I don't like all this over. Hope you are not all those, all those. I say no, I'm, I'm actually balanced. 
Christians. Hope you're not all these twelve o'clock Christians that. Let let a Christian know. Let let ah, you guys, you guys, the way you guys even, you know, just think. Use your brains. You know, like no, I use mine. No, you know. <laughs> and then you think you have found such a beautiful damsel that uh, Bishop Dag will say, beloved. <laughs> You think you have found such a beautiful damsel that that there is no there is you can never find somebody such that special. Are you with me? And what do we do? You now begin to trade. You get my point now. Your core, your values, to because you don't think you're valid. You see, but when you're valid. When you know you're valid, you come into relationships and settings because you are awesome. You just want to give. And you're like, babe, I, just, I, I, I want to make your life better. That's it. And so you marry a guy and you're looking like, I, I just want you to fulfill destiny. Because you're valid. And that's righteousness. Yeah. I don't know if you have ever seen righteousness that way, but that's righteousness. Righteousness is sonship. It's acceptance into God's family. Now, 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 not accept, get me. You have to understand it this way. Understand it this way. If you don't understand it this way, you haven't understand it. Not acceptance as a reward. You have to understand it. It's It's not acceptance as a reward. You didn't do one, two, three things. Then God looked at you and said, Kai, this is my beloved son. No. It's acceptance as per birth. It, it, it will be irresponsible of God to abandon his children. It's not an absentee father. You get the point now. So, so, so this righteousness is not what you got because you're a good person. Are you with me? And it's not that you're a bad person, but it's not just a righteousness based on that. It's a righteousness because God gave birth. And if God gave birth, his child cannot be different from him. So you are righteous because you are God. Because you have the God seed in you. Isn't this amazing? Amazing. Are we together? Completely valid. If, if you're not valid, you'll struggle. Now, let me give an example. Now, now if, you, if, you, if you can check the way I'm preaching, you can see that I'm preaching without any dot of intention to preach good. You get the point now. If anybody who is listening to me for the first time the first five minutes will be disastrous because you're like, why is he talking this way? Why is... It is later you get away that I think it's making some sense. Now, the reason is that when I'm preaching here, I am completely valid. So I have no, no desire, no intention to impress. So it, it cuts you off from effort and introduces you to a flow. There are two different things. There's effort, there's a flow. Effort comes from you. 
flow comes from aligning to a greater force. When you see a river flowing, you don't, it's just flowing because it's coming from somewhere. So your righteousness is a flow from the Father into you. You get the point now? Do I have valid people in the house? So, you now see the places and the points where you need to close the, the ranks and close the mark. The, you have to learn to, to, to close these gaps in three areas. Righteousness, peace, and what? And joy. Enjoy the Holy Spirit. One of these days, because this is not my topic today, one of these days I will do a long teaching on these points because I would also begin to teach you about the practical, practical ways of making sure that you create a space that righteousness, peace, and joy, you know, flourishes. Because some of us have been have been taught in a strange way. And I'm going to give you practical stuff. Things that you will be shocked. At. I don't know when, but I pray if, if um, Bolade reminds me that I will prepare a teaching in this in this regard. Because uh, I see a, a lot of God's children who are, who are lagging behind. They are not living in the kingdom. And you ought to keep learning to live in the kingdom. And even if you're living in the kingdom, there are a lot of spaces to be what? To, to, to cover. Right. So let me show you a scripture. Unless that was just some introduction. Let me show you a scripture in Matthew chapter 11. Now it came to pass when Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples, that he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. And when John heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind see, and the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, um, the dead. Can you give me verse 3 again? Verse 2. Let's start again. Sorry. I missed something in my mind. It came to pass when Jesus finished commanding his disciples that he departed from there to teach and preach in the cities. And when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said, to him, can you can you see, can you see how how committed these guys were? That in prison, John still had disciples. You know that's very strange. In our times, nobody keeps following you if you are, if you, even an addict. And that's why leaders have. A complex to be perfect for them to maintain leadership. Do you know how many pastors die because they can't tell the church to pray for them? Do you know in Africa, for example, 
there's an I don't know which conference where that rule was given to pastors, but in Nigeria, I know of the pastors don't tell when they are sick. Do you know that? Do you know pastors don't tell when they are sick? When pastors go through pain, they don't tell. And the reason is that when they tell, they lose followership because there is a tag of perfection. Yeah. I've had the privilege of being around some preachers. And whenever a preacher is sick, it's always a secret. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at me. I won't go through. I'm not of anybody. I'm not of anybody. That's how it's always like in this part of. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not an American, but I know about what's going on in in our. Uh, do, do you know some of our favorite preachers have gone through a lot of calamities that you people don't know of? Do you know we have popular preachers who have who have children da- with um, Down syndrome and all of that, but never goes out. Do you know we have pastors who lose? Do you know one of some of your favorite preachers will lose their child, and the ministry will not know. It won't go out. I mean, big preachers. If I mention the name of some preachers who have lost their children, who lost one or two, in the time of popularity, and it was silent. And 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 I don't think that's the way of. I don't. I don't think it's meant to be that way. You know, but we see, we see, um, and I feel what I'm saying now. I feel God will have me say it, because when I read, this is not where I'm going to. But when we read, the Lord told me that I should read again. That there's something He wants to show me, and that's why I said it should, it should go back. But we see Jesus having, we see John having disciples in prison. You know what that means. And this was not just prison. It was not just two years in prison. Or three years in prison, or six months in prison. He was in prison for his head to be taken out. So there's no ministry. And it was still two out of his disciples. So you see, we have to check our hearts. Find out am I really following? Or I'm following the success. I have quite a number of things to, to say. I pray to God that as we grow as a church, we'll come into some of these conversations. There are some conversations I'm sure we are not yet. It will be, be a border for now. And when Jesus had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, are you, are, you, are you the coming one? And when John had heard in prison about the works of Jesus, he said to Disciples, I said to him, are you the coming one or do we look for another? You know, so you have to make a vow. Personal vow. That father, the person or the people that you have called me to follow, you have to make a personal vow, prayerful vow, that father, I'll be faithful. You see, faithfulness it's not natural. It's not normal. It is, it is a fruit of the Spirit. It's the energy of God. 
And that's why if you still put your faithfulness in your normal self, there are going to be justifiable reasons for you to be unfaithful. It is a fruit of the Spirit. It is a divine character. Praise God. And you need to pray to God to have it. I, I take time to pray about it. I tell God, Father, I mention two, three people's name, and I tell God that, Father, help me to remain faithful to this person. Praise God. Faithful to this person. Not only faithful to a cause. Because sometimes you are faithful to a cause and not faithful to a person. And you have an assumption that that is accurate. No. You have to be faithful to people and faithful to a cause. Are you with me? You, pray, you get what I'm talking about. So you have to pray about it. Especially covenant relationships. Relationships that you are sure is God that brought your way. You have to pray to God that, Father, help me to, to be faithful to this relationship. Your wife. Your, your faithfulness to your wife will, will keep you more in your marriage than the feeling of love. You get the point? Because there will be, there will be moments where, okay, there are things your wife or your spouse can do to you that makes the person almost unlovable. Do you understand? But you know, with faithfulness, you can buy time to recreate the love. You didn't get my point. When you are faithful, you are still there even though you don't feel loved or you don't get love. But faithfulness can keep you till a miracle of love happens inside you. But if you haven't learned faithfulness, if you don't feel love, you step out. You get the point now. So our commitment to people must supersede how we feel. You get my point, brothers? Alright, let's run. Let's run. Because Dunsi is already sleeping. So we have to... We have to run. <laughs> we have to run. Dunsi is letting me know that my message is getting boring. And she's even sleeping, snoring. Her mouth was wide open. The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Blessed is he who is not offended because of me. As they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John. So, John's disciples asked Jesus a question and then when Jesus answered, then Jesus began to speak to the multitudes. What did you go out into the wilderness to, to see? A reed shaking by the wind. But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments. Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in kings' houses. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, I'm more than a prophet. Now, let me make a statement, you know, a little digression. One of the things that will keep your soul healthy and that will help you to come into the fullness of what God has ordained for you is that you must 
engage the law of admiration. You must train yourself to learn to, not to like. Who, please help me look for words to describe to admire. What does it to, what? Eh? Hmm? To be in awe, cherish, praise, to adore. Listen, train yourself, train yourself to, oh my God, Father, help my friends. Train yourself to be one who admires the law of admiration. The law of admiration brings you into your fullness. You see, because, let me, when you admire something, what you're doing is that you're, you're painting it and you're seeing it in the most amazing way. Am I correct? Now, you know that all of our actions are seeds. So, you can come to the fullness of your greatness if you have not sown the seed of admiration. You have to learn it. I'm telling you the truth. You have to learn the law of Jenki Koma Jueluju. See people's see people's giftings and goodness be wowed by it and be vocal about it be expressive about it you must make sure that your propensity to admire is one million times higher than your propensity to criticize make sure If there is a noun for admirer, if you may be ad, ad, admirator or what, uh, <laughs> be that person. Who is someone who, someone who admires is what? Admirer. Be an admirer. See, this is God. This is Jesus. This is, you, you are not even God. You are not Jesus. How can God admire this much? See the way. He was admiring John. John just asked a question and he now focused on the multitude and began to talk about John. If you had the opportunity to talk to a multitude, will you talk about somebody else other than yourself? And guess what? He was talking about John, not at the peak of John's ministry. He was talking about John, not at the peak of John's ministry. John was in prison. His head was going to be cut off. See the admiration of John. This Jesus messes me up all the time. And he began to talk. If I was the one, I would say, and I said, you know, and that's why I used to say that, you see, in ministry, you know, now John tried, but, you know, I will begin to stylishly say there's something he's not getting right. That, that's why he has ended that way. And now I have come to fulfill that thing. I've, I have the fullness now. I am now the fullness. That guy, I was telling you know the, you see guys now we're in a season right now that no no 
somebody is in pain, you have to be careful of the words you say. Anytime somebody is in their worst state, say something good. Don't, don't release a word that is stylishly saying the person deserves it. Because you are sowing a seed. So, to come into the fullness of your own calling, you have to be mighty in what? Admiration. See, see now, see, see what, listen, if Jesus has said this about John, he's still saying these things about his children. God looked at it at one time and said, have you considered my servant Job? You know, admiration. If God can admire, who are you not to admire? It means that you are, you are a very terrible human being. If God can admire, there are people in your life who bless you. There are people in your life who can... You know, I put up a, a, a post recently and I said that make sure that people don't get, you know, uh, praised and, and, um, and valued after they have left your space. People shouldn't leave your space and go somewhere else and within one week, people are like, wow. And the person is wondering, is there any good thing? Wow. Because when the person was in your space, you never spoke of the good that they, that they have and they carry. And, and husband and wife, you have to learn to also admire yourself. Admiration. Because before you marry that girl, a whole lot of people wanted to marry the girl. And the people who want to marry who wanted to marry the girl that time are not dead. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they are still alive. The whole lot of people who, who would have wanted to marry that guy. And guess what? They are not dead. Victor, you are feeling me, right? <laughs> You're feeling me, right, Victor? <laughs> a whole lot of people who want to marry that guy and they are not dead. And now that you're married to that man or married to that woman, because you see the person every day, doesn't mean the person isn't still amazing. The person is still so amazing. Amen. I learned this the hard way. I remember when I was dating this, and I learned it the hard way. And she did it intentionally. It's when we break up or are fighting. That's when she'll never wear different kind of clothes. I said, okay, we're not fighting again. <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. Anytime we just say, we're not doing it again, go your way, I'm not doing it again. I'll just say, the next day, with all these fine, fine clothes. <laughs> I'll just send a text. I think we need to talk. <laughs> you, have, you have to be heavy on admiration. It has to be a culture. And, and I think it's one of the culture that makes the Western um, community develop so much. You do something little in, in, in Africa, you haven't done anything. 
you take that same thing, you, you go and do that. Wow, creativity, brilliant. Oh my. <laughs> to get somebody, you know, impressed here. Was it was was it Laldos telling me that when he started his work with a foreign firm he works with, that the first two months or three months they told him to calm down. They're working too much. But in Nigeria they'll say, "Is this what we're paying you for?" Is this? <laughs> I'm telling you, I think it's one of the reasons why we're not as, you know, people function more from their place of fear not from their place of greatness touch people's greatness button not fear button everybody has a everybody has a greatness button everybody has a greatness point you must you as a as a as a human being as a leader as as a christian as a good person you must learn to touch people's greatness button and, and not their fear button because, because fear hinders creativity. Yeah. Let people act from their place of greatness, not from their place of fear. And sometimes it takes longer because, because people themselves are used to acting from their place of fear. And when you take them on a journey of having them act from their place of greatness, they can be very sluggish, stupid, and annoying. You see, because they are not used to it. They like it hard. And so sometimes as a leader, you're like, don't let me stress myself. Be giving me from your place of fear. It takes time. I'm telling you, it takes time. I'm a leader. I know that it takes time. People function more because of how they have been conditioned from their place of fear. But you know, like God, it takes us through the process because he's more concerned about, about who we are than what we do. Are we together, friends? We don't have time. <laughs> I have a whole lot to share with you. A whole lot. I haven't even said one thing of the three things I plan to say today. I prepared to say three things. I haven't said one. I haven't even mentioned it. Admiration. You have to be heavy on admiration. Amplify the good in people so that you can sow a seed. Let me tell you one thing I do. Let me tell you one kind of thing I do. Please pardon me. Just for the sake of understanding. You might laugh at me, but... And this is a secret. You might laugh at me. And let me tell you one of the reasons why I try to give as much as I can. I try to give every offerings. I try. I, don't, I, I still have not given every offerings. But why I try to give every offerings? Yes, I honor God's servants. I love God's servants. I love what they are delivering. Yes. But another reason. I like to receive every offerings. I like to receive it. So that's why I give it. So I release the law of favor over my life by sowing the seed of favor. That's one of the reasons. 
So, how I want my, how I want to be treated, I aggressively treat those above me that way. Selfish, right? This all is not. Don't say yeah. <laughs> I do that. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. One of the reasons why I do that is because because there's something about there's something about big offerings. It does it. It solves a lot of problems. That's why. One of the reasons. So I give it. Law of admiration. If you give a law of ad- if you if you give admiration, you come into fullness. Yeah. It's a basic. It's the law of the earth. Do unto others. This was Jesus' exact statement. Do unto others what you want them to do to you. Jesus, is, is, Jesus said it. So if you think I'm being carnal, maybe Jesus is carnal. So what do I want other churches to do to me? I want other churches to be kind to me. What do I want my sons to do for me? I want my sons to be kind to me. I want my sons to bless me. I want them to treat me right. So what do I do? Simple. If I don't do this, it means that when it has to do with issues of favor and blessing, I have to put too much effort. When you miss the law, you engage effort. When you follow the law, you enter a flow. And you want to do life entering a flow. Because you see, if you, if you do life with effort, you're eventually... The, when the blessing comes, you would have been too tired to enjoy the blessing. This was just a statement. It's a law of the earth. Do unto others what you want them to do to you. So you can just as well think of what type of life do I want? If you find it out, then give out that type of life and see whether you have that type of life. I'm telling you, it's as simple as I said it. I'm telling you the truth. It's so easy, you would think there's more. You would think there's more. I've checked it. I've checked it in my life, and I've checked it with those who are, who are um, younger than me, who are not younger, who, are, who, are, um, who I provide oversight for, who, I'm, who I am bigger than them. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> Trying to be humble. I've checked it. I've checked their progression. Those who did that came into favor. Yeah, I've checked it. In fact, I stop bothering about people when I see them practicing this principle. If I just see that somebody has got it, I leave the person, I go to the next person. If you just catch it, I don't care your present experience. If I can see the principle has entered your heart and you're already practicing it, I go and sleep. It is a must. It's the word of Jesus. It's a must. Me, I don't care about where people are presently. I just care about the principle that they, are, that they are living by. Are we still together? Yes, what law did I talk about? The law of what? Admiration. Admiration. Can I, can I take two questions? I won't take two questions. I feel like I'm talking too much. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking too much. All right, let's have Gabriel. I feel like I, I want, and I, say, I have a lot to say, but I think I should just take a break. Gabriel has a question. 
Who else has a question? Before I take Gabriel's one, Gabriel's question feels like it will be a tough one. Let me take a simpler question. Who has a simple question? All right, Wumi's question might be simpler. I pray, oh Lord, oh Lord. I hope I got it. Well, I'm scared of Gabriel's question. Wumi, not Gabriel. Wumi, not Gabriel. Hi, Wumi. So, um, this, this point about um, knowing that you are valid. Yeah. Um, how do you manage knowing that you are valid when you have legitimately maybe done something? Maybe like in the face of wrongdoing. Mm. How do you still maintain that knowing that you are valid? Beautiful. How do you I get your question, don't worry. Now, now when you have when you, when you have done something wrong, listen to me closely. When you have done something wrong, legitimately, you see, because naturally speaking, wrongdoing from our side questions our identity. Because many times we equate our actions with our nature. You see, but when you have settled the issue of validity, you will understand that wrongdoing does not equate your identity. Now, if you have not settled the issue of validation and you are struggling with it, when you do wrong, you want to hide it. And you don't want to apologize because accepting it will mean that you are not valid because you have equated your validity to your actions. So people who, who understand that they are valid find it very easy to go and ask for forgiveness because they know that that action does not touch their nature. So when you do wrong, shamelessly open up and apologize because you are valid. Apologize because you are valid. Not apology, not don't run away from apology so that you can be valid. That actually proves that you are not valid. Because validity is connected to source. It's never a reward of being good of, or acting right. All right. Yeah, give me. Um, so, um, last week, Joy was two years old. I yeah. wanted to just thank God for her life. And connected to what you said about Maverick and you, yeah. I feel the same thing towards Joy. And that, if I know that God loves me as much as I can, <laughs> <we'll say> have, <laughs> it's just bringing that reality to life, yeah. right? And from when you're talk, uh, you talking about it this morning, it's been a thought for me, breathing. And I was thinking, you know, in the case of you and Maverick, like in the case of myself and Joy, it seems like the work is on me, right? Like, I do this, she does this, and whatever. But when it comes to me and God, it seems like I have so much work to do to get that love. I don't know if you understand what yeah. I'm saying. But when it comes to Joy, I think she can just be. I, I can tell stories. I don't want to, to take this long. There was a time she had chicken pox or so. God, God will punish chicken pox. You yeah. get yeah. <laughs> it. took me two weeks to call my mom to even find out whether I've had it before, whether I can have it. As in, 
Come, come, Jiggy Box, we die. Do you get her? But when it comes to me and God, and this is my question, why does it, why is he, why, why Satan he? has done this, Gabriel. <laughs> Satan has done this. Gabriel, it is exactly, you see, the way you are with joy is how God is with you. Imagine joy now being more worried than you. That's how we are many times with God. I don't know. You see, I, I wish you're asking me. The, I wish the question you're asking me is, how can I? How can I? Um, you know, close that gap and see and see and see the love of God. You know, and I wish when you ask me the question, I wish I have an answer to it. I don't have an answer to it. Maybe I just keep admiring His love. I keep talking about it. Maybe that way I'll come to the fullness of it. It's just, it's just amazing.